Live from a 1990s MTV studio, it's the Vocal Minority Podcast, Unplugged. Raise your voice. Raise your voice. Raise your voice. This week, the Vocal Minority crew are coming to you acoustic style. That's right, it's VMP Unplugged. Our technical wizard has been mysteriously delayed, but we three will soldier on without digital enhancement or special effects. That's right, no special effects except our wits. Take that, technology. (laughs) On today's show, we talk V-Cup, both legs, welcome a new member to TFC, start getting ready for the World Cup, not you, Jermaine, and look ahead to this week's home game against New York. And now to today's panel. Not content to just show off his song stylings at games by leading the section during the anthem in both official languages, Mm -hmm. he'll be bringing his unique voice to not only this podcast, but perhaps a stadium near you. It's the managing editor and writer for Weeking the Red, Duncan Fletcher. Bonjour! Having recovered from his jet lag, he's vowed to be wittier and punnier than ever and has returned with a song in his heart. He's kicking it old school and remembering his roots. It's the wordsmith, otherwise known as the managing editor and writer of the Yorkies, Tony Welsh. Random sound effect noise! <laughs> Having been driven over the brink by trying to wrangle three other members of the panel, I put Mark in a timeout to think about what he's done. Also, I may have Ebola. I am your heavily medicated writer of things for Waking the Red and host, Kristen Knowles. And now, on with the show. Vancouver, concrete jungle where meth is made up. There's no drug you can't do. Now that's Vancouver. Burn the town when we lose at hockey, but somehow still cocky. Let's hear it for yoga, orcas, granola. Yes. Nailed it. Nailed it. (laughs) All right. Fantastic. That is the best lead-in for the next part of our show. So, uh, even though we phoned in our thoughts last week, literally, about the home leg of the Voyager's Cup, uh, we're going to give you a bit more of our wisdom and look at a few key aspects from last week's game before looking at this week. So, what one thing, if there was more than one thing, did they do right other than score more goals? Uh, the only real positive I took out of it is the attitude going in that they put out their strongest possible lineup. Mm-hmm. That, to me, showed a good um, attitude towards the Cup, mm-hmm. its importance, and what it could mean going forward for the team. Sadly, that's about, uh, for me, is about as good as it got, just the attitude going forward. Do you think that's a case of Ryan Nelson potentially thinking, need to get some wins here, we need to do something? I- He's not as secure in his job as uh, Carl Robinson is? Well, oh, that's a good point. I, mean, I guess Carl Robinson probably has a little more of a, a leash on him being brand new. I would hope, from, from top to bottom of the club, that they see the cup as important. I think a lot of fans do. Personally, I certainly do. I, I, I think there's plenty of time in MLS season to make up your run for the playoffs. This team, as we see them now, if the playoffs are in, in uh, their future... It's probably going to be at the bottom of the Eastern uh, you know, Conference. Conference. There's plenty of time to do that, to get their groove on, as Solange would say. But I think I think getting the cup is important, and it could be a good uh, you know, boost to the rest of the season. You're looking boost for the fans, morale-wise, money-wise, like everything. It's true. It, it, brings, it brings a lot. Um, I want to go to Honduras on a Wednesday night. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> 
I think a good I, midweek trip I want to Honduras to, would be lovely. I want to watch Honduran teams or Panama or wherever that be. I want to see Joe Public. Yes, I no, Joe when, Public. yes. When but, do we get uh, Joe Public? Which I, I want to go there. That. Or yeah. Robin Hood. That would be nice. What? I think they're from Suriname. Yeah. I, I sort of, yeah, for my good thing, I really had a giant blank other than the scoring of more goals and winning. Cause, and I agree, yes, they, they put out a good, strong team. It's nice to see some commitment, at least on the home leg, to, you know what, let's try and go for this and uh, get a really good result. But uh, I don't know. Duncan, did you have anything else? Not really on the team front. It's more, hey, all right, well, no, we're kind of crap, but we have Jermaine Defoe and Michael Bradley now. And I don't think either of them were fantastic, certainly not like how we've seen Bradley before, but Defoe scored his goal very nicely. And but Bradley, but right at the end, showed like, what he's capable of. He basically started the play right on the edge of TFC's box and then just kept on running and finished it off. So, um, hey, we have good players who can pull stuff out of their ass when nothing's really happening for the team. So... I guess that's kind of a positive. All right. So flip side, what uh, out of the many things that they did poorly, uh, what's your sort of number one? Well, I, I think it just follows out of my good, which is that they didn't manage with that team that they put out to find a way to put the beats on a, a young B squad. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, I don't know if I feel differently if it ends up 2-0. I might think, ah, not great, but comfortable enough. That one goal really, changes really changes so much. Yeah. Changes how they have to play tonight, night of recording, and also how maybe Vancouver uh, mm-hmm. looks at the match. Oh, one one nil for them is is advanced. So, yeah, just the fact that that team couldn't pound at home on Vancouver's very B squad is tremendously disappointing. I, I don't know if it was tactics or or if it was desire. I don't know. It's, well, I, I had. I, I put down for when we go to sort of go to the match, I, I put down the entire team mm. for the most part for lack of killer instinct. Uh, and I do understand that there was whatever they were all hit by the flu. Uh, I feel your pain, guys. Mm. Um, but if you're in not all of them, enough of them were apparently healthy. I still saw you know, only one or two players that I thought were out there trying to like nail that game down. Um, I don't know. I, I think and definitely there was a lack of. It's not that they weren't taking it seriously. I just don't know that they, they, they had 45 minutes to exploit the crap out of those kids um, before they all woke up and went, hey, they're really not trying as hard as we thought they were. Mm-hmm. We can actually play with these guys. Huzzah. And I just, it was disappointing the first 45 to not see kind of a massacre, actually. Yeah, I mean, they, they just didn't really look dangerous. I mean, I think they had more possession. Yeah. They were kind of controlling the game in a way, but they never really looked uh, threatening. And, I think that's something you can say on a lot of the last few games. You can look at certain aspects of the game and think, yeah, you know, we're actually playing okay. It's just not quite happening. And I think part of why that is, that's pretty much the exact same description I give to Kyle Becker. And you can look at him and you think, oh, well, you know, he's doing this right. He's doing this. But overall, Kyle Becker, there's just no danger or threat or any kind of drive that, that we've seen from previous combinations when Osorio and Bradley were out there, for example. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think it's a coincidence that TFC look kind of okay, but just not quick and direct enough to actually be able to do anything since Kyle Becker's come into the team, because that's Kyle Becker. I don't disagree with that at all, actually. I didn't have that in my notes, but it is something you know we've talked about before, and I think that makes a lot of sense. My, I mentioned uh, Joe Berto again. Uh, just not for the fact that he cannot uh, score to save his life. Poor Gil. Uh, but as a Said last week, 
and I think it merits saying again, was the pouting at the end. Yeah, that uh, was that was alarming. Really, really upsetting to see that the just the strolling up the pitch. Actually, not even strolling, just standing in space while everyone else goes forward. Yeah, the the weird bit is he was doing like the defending stuff. Exactly. And it was just that oh, I'm not going to go and join the attack and all that sort of thing. And like, is this some kind of protest? He's annoyed because Ryan Nelson keeps telling him, no, you got to track back and defend. So this is like his way of protesting. All right, I'll do that, but I'm not going to do yeah. the attacking it stuff. Just, it was... Or is it just he's got no confidence and doesn't want to get anywhere near goal so he doesn't miss another chance? And I think I, I, I want to think that it's more – well, you don't want him to not have any confidence. Your strikers need scads of confidence. That's the whole point. But, yeah, just, the, just even the look on his face, it was kind of very – Well, he did have 48 opportunities on goal. <laughs> <laughs> Thought he had his third chance. Nice. He yeah. wanted to share with the others. Oh, Gil was gonna get it on his forty ninth <laughs> chance. Uh, yeah, it was it was the pouting, the uh, having Nelson yell at him, which yeah. led me to call have him as my goat of the match. Not a pile on because he's you know people no. are starting to refer to him as the Brazilian Chad Barrett. No offense, but uh, <laughs> I don't think it's fair to call him. No, that it's not. Actually. It's silly. He's doing a lot of things right, but unfortunately. When you're getting DP money, even if it's low-end DP money to be the striker, that's what people need to see. Goals, goals, goals. Especially when, you know, Defoe hasn't been either healthy or lighting it up. Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. a mixture of unhealthy and not lighting it up. I mean, we all know what Defoe's capable of when he's on, but we, Gilberto needs to be the guy there when he's not on. And so far, not at all. So it was a disappointing home performance. We, we, We all called it a disappointing win. Mm-hmm. It's uh, uninspiring, barely won. It did not want the end of game fireworks. No, or, definitely or not. Or tunnel chanting. Mm. Or applause. Learn what an away goal means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, the people I saw. Uh, oh, what a great win! Uh, that wasn't a great win. That was a terrible mm-hmm. win. Those hipsters got to get the big book of cup <laughs> rules. Just terrible. So, so you know that 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 covers our feelings for last week. So, what about mm. what about tonight's game? Uh, Toronto, you know. TFC didn't do themselves any favors with the away goal and have to go in and dominate tonight or last night in order to advance. <laughs> so a little scouting report. It's kind of difficult to do a scouting report because I've got fuck all idea what Kyle Robinson's going to do. Is he going <laughs> to like play? Is he going to play the kids? <laughs> is he going to go for it? I don't really know, and they would very so. Eh, uh, no to a scouting report. So, all right. Uh, I would hazard a guess they'll play a little bit of a mix of kids and everything, and you know, we're in with a chance. What little I've seen uh, in the in the media in the last couple of days indicates actually that he's going to put the kids back out again. Yeah, um, I mean, a bunch of them are off with a Canada under twenty camp, so he can't put all of them back exactly. in. But I think the yeah. ones that are still there, he will. You know, play Pirates, in, so. I think, in a captain again. And yeah. His yeah, terrible hair. I'm with Duncan. I think it's you're going to see a blend, maybe stronger than last week. But not full. But I don't know. Does he? He's a winner, Carl Robinson. You know, for maybe it, well, not when he was at Toronto C, but it wasn't his fault. <laughs> but ah, that's a very tempting offer. You only need a one nil at home against a team that loves shit in the bed when they have to win. Yeah. And I would, I would say, Carl Robinson's a competitor. Is he a winner? What's he ever won? Okay. Well, he. He wants to win. A competitor is a better word. Hey, he wants okay. to win. You watch the Robo back. He won our hearts. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Indeed. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I think you know he'll probably go with uh, who's a blended kind of lineup. I think from the looks of it, Ryan Nelson is probably going to go with something not quite as strong as last week, but still a team that's strong enough that should be able to hold their own and, and win, uh, or you know, at least get the tie needed to advance. Going by what we've seen online, uh, there can't be any yeah, but if we lose, right? Well, and the lineup that he's hopefully going to put out there, like you said, like there's, I think that he's going to. Expedia told you. Yes, yes, <laughs> that's really scary. Mm. I don't agree with any. I'm sure most of that is wrong. It usually is. Um, but Bradley leaving after this game. Yeah. Yeah. So clearly, may as well throw him out there yeah. and. Full 90. Like, well, let's just let's yeah. wear him down. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> that, is, that is exactly it. Ride Michael Bradley. Let's listen to our day. American friends. Lose their shit. Bite their fingers off as he pounds his knees into the BC Place turf for 90 minutes, yeah. plus extra time, plus penalty kicks. You know, Cesaro's getting a rest. Bendit gets to play again. Yeah. Cesaro's just going to lounge. Yeah, yeah you go, you go. Like, like Jabba the Hutt. Exactly. Feed me grapes. Um and and then you made Jabba the Hutt into a Greek man. Here we go. Oh oh oh. Come on, it works. You lug of the sauce. <laughs> so Bendik will play. Becker's probably gonna play again. I we just have, yeah. I think we have to accept that. Yeah. But Osorio yeah. should play. Ray is hurt again. Apparently, that's so bad news. He's that uh, is very bad news. I definitely think him, especially on the right wing, him and Mike Bloom, a very exactly. good combination. Uh, that's definitely our best sort of wing guy Hello. out. Look, right here, I will say, if I can get the words out of my mouth, I will trade in a loss against New York on Saturday for a win tonight. Really? Advance. I'd rather advance and win the cup. Yeah, I would rather. You too? Fair enough. Um, if you had the, one or the other, no draws. One or the other? Yeah, I, I, yes, I would want to advance. You know, I want to win the cup. I kind of enjoy the CONCACAF, and I don't want Vancouver to win it, and... Montreal, Montreal and Edmonton aren't going to get the job done. So that's true. Mm. That that is tough. I damn you for putting that out there, bastard. Um, Hard hitting journalism is what we do. Seriously, mm. on VIP unplugged. <laughs> See, all my, all my, I, I want to say no. That I want, I want them to just, I want them to win just an MLS. But you know what you said earlier about them having time to make up thing, and they do have about a gazillion games in hand over everybody else in front of them. In the Eastern Conference, um, then yeah, I'd rather see them win tonight. All they got to do is be have a little hot streak and be consistent from after the World Cup on, and they'll make the playoffs. So I'd rather have the cup too. Excellent. Right. So that's how it's ending. <laughs> Patriotism. Huzzah. Huzzah. <laughs> ma ma ma. How do you like it? How do you like it? Ma ma ma. How do you like it? How do you like it? With lots of goals. That's how I like it, Luke Moore. You can do it. We we've got a new red. He once scored a hat trick against TFC in a friendly. Yes, he's that Luke Moore. Welcome our newest scoring threat. Okay, hopefully he's threatening. Although his record doesn't really suggest anything close to that. But yes, it's uh Luke Moore. Luke Moore, welcome aboard. Uh yeah. Sure. I yeah, know it's I... a really underwhelming. Awesome, said Aston Villa in 1993. <laughs> <laughs> Is it worth giving up boss for? You know, um, he wasn't. Uh, it makes sense. We have a lot of depth at the uh, in the back, and I think they really like Nick Haglund. Apparently, traded up to get him at the draft, and yeah. uh, I think it was part of it as well. But in preseason, remember the first preseason game, uh, Agbosa Monday, they they started him at right back. 
and he was terrible. Uh, later on, Nick Haglund played right back. He looked okay. So you know, maybe it's just a case where right? Haglund can handle the versatility thing. If all boss offers is being fourth reserve centre-back, really? may as well send him off for some guy who can be the second-choice reserve forward. So is the, the cap hit worth it as well, though? Apparently we have more money than we thought. I guess so. Kevin Payne was really squirreling away that allocation money. I mean, money. you know, his cap hit comes from where he came from, not what he's done in the league, obviously. True. Wild six appearances with Chivas USA. I hate to say it. Well, hindsight, you know, is twenty twenty. We didn't know B right DK was going to get mm-hmm. active for the season. But and I'll throw this to you, Dungan. We could have had Chad Barrett. That, and uh, and to be honest, probably a much better bargain than Luke Moore offers. Someone of his ilk, you know, Chad mm-hmm. Barrett at his cap hit and not being an international. That's uh, a good point. The international spot as well. That, yeah. yeah. It's it, it's it, it's a curious move. I mean, will Luke Moore be here? In March of 2015, highly unlikely. Yeah. Um, I think when we talk about cap hits, once DK is fit, then we can save all Andrew Wiedemann's cap money. True. <laughs> so, yeah, well, that ends up making Luke Moore more of a... More, it's more of a wash. 30,000. Save Boss <laughs> Extra, yeah. and Wiedemann for Luke Moore. I mean, I guess that's the idea, right? Luke Moore is a slightly... Upgraded uh, option coming off the bench than Andrew Wiedemann. Maybe. Well, that's the thing we don't know. know. Experience-wise, and that's about it. Right. He hasn't had a consistent patch of scoring since, oh, I think it was like mid-2000s with West Brom when he was on loan. Mm. Even that was spotty at best. England in the 21, though. He's got the the pedigree. Oh, yes. Like another striker, which, yes, sure, we need something happening up front. Is this sort of a... Is it to give Gil a, a push? <laughs> oh, Gil! Exactly. The competition! <laughs> but, but seriously, or is it just because DK's still hurt and Weeds, you know, hasn't scored yet this year? Is this just a tall yeah, guy yeah. to throw up front and hope yeah, that we, we need you know, play lamp post? Slight, stand there. slight panic maybe that Defoe was going to be taken by England. Doesn't look likely, but... Who knows, an emergency situation. That, or, you know, Defoe still has a kind of a crocked hamstring that mm, I wouldn't be surprised to see he makes a return some point this season. Right. You know, if he's going to play with two up front, D-Row has dropped off as any kind of yeah. option. Yep. So, yeah, if D-Row and Wiedemann are your first options after the first pair, that's yeah. not ideal. So sort of more, the intermittent it's, it's worth a try. Yeah. A body who yeah. has put the odd ball past the goalkeeper. Right. Past. If he fails, we get rid of him at the end of the year, no real harm done. Yeah. As far as Agbasamande, sure, you'd like to, you know, this isn't a league where you can hoard a bunch of young guys and loan them out and keep them in your reserves and stuff. If he turns out good, eh, you know, it's happened before. What are you going to do about it? He's left TFC, therefore he's going to have (laughs) his career career around. But you went to Colorado, which you had into? It'll be the new Marvel win then. Yeah, exactly. Next to Marvel. Oh, that's right. Marvel's going to train him. Yes, in the art of not (laughs) being a TFC player. Jedi Marvel. Yeah. So, you know, but here, he he wasn't going to get a shout. Yeah. All right. Worth a roll of the dice. So, uh, yeah, a, a that's about it. Concentrated. Meh. 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 Exactly. All right. Well, once again, MLS insists on playing games on weekends that TFC don't. And there was actually a fair bit of excitement this weekend. So, here to tell us all about it is Duncan with this week's Wins and Losses. Duncan. Thank you, Tony. Um, straight into it. Big winner this week. Everyone who was watching games at home, 
as you mentioned there, there was a lot of excitement. Uh, a 5-4, a 5-2, uh, the best team in the league getting hammered 5-0. Just uh, a lot of things to enjoy. Uh, we start off uh, one last time by checking in with the, the winless group, which is now sadly disbanded as Chicago faltered with the record of 11 winless games to start the season set by Real Salt Lake there for the taking. Uh, that was the 5-4 game, one that was just full of sloppiness as uh, Chicago raced out to a 5-2 lead, uh, mainly through a hat-trick from rookie Harrison Ship, and another goal from the still unfathomably unstoppable Quincy Ameriqua, um, before they realized, oh wait, we're Chicago, and <laughs> did their best to throw it away. Uh, Bradley Wright Phillips got a hat-trick of his own, but suddenly there was no equalizer and the fire won 5-4, so... Everyone's won a game now. That's nice. Yay. Indeed. Take uh, that, Sean Wright Phillips. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Who's the best Wright Phillips now? Uh, uh, we move on. The, the 5-2 game. That was won by Real Salt Lake, and they're now unbeaten in 10. Start the season. Uh, just getting inside to the record of 12, set by LA back in 1996. Uh, they took the lead against Houston after just 15 seconds, and though they did wobble a bit against 10 men, they held on for the win in Houston, which is something they never did under Jason Cry's superstar. So uh, well done, Jeff Kassar. The other team to score five was New England, who very amusingly absolutely hammered Seattle, uh, going 5-0 up just after the start of the second half, then cruising home. Uh, our boy Fagundes uh, got his first two of the season. Teal Bunbury and rookie Patrick Mullins scored again, and all of a sudden the Revolution forwards have figured out how to score, and they've now won three straight and are right up at the top of the table, which is... Uh, Good for them, I bet. New England, no ill will. Well, um, musket shot. Yes. <laughs> uh, one last win for the week. Uh, that goes to Marvin Chavez. Uh, he was traded from Colorado to Chivas on um, Tuesday or Wednesday, whatever it was. And uh, lo and behold, they played each other this week. And he gave quite the fuck you to his old team, <laughs> scoring twice in a 3-1 win. Uh, that moves Chivas up to nine points. Woo-hoo! Three ahead of the bottom team. And uh, that brings us to our losses for the week. Before that, did yes. you know Martin Chavez was once the mayor of Albuquerque, New Mexico? He was also a, st- a, a state senator in, uh, in New Mexico. Yes. Factual. Uh-huh. Anyway, so as I mentioned there, the winless club is non-existent, so we can't follow that. So instead, it's time to turn our attention to the sack race. And uh, there's two obvious candidates right now. First up, John Hackworth of Philadelphia, who lost again. Uh, this time at home to D.C., which really can't go down well with the supporters. And uh, indeed, it did lead to chance of fire Hackworth. Really, that's child's play compared to Frank Clopas in Montreal. Uh, they got thrashed <laughs> 3-0 by Kansas City at home. Incidentally, that's twice now these teams have played. The aggregate, 7-0 to Kansas. <laughs> Wretched are the cheesemakers! Yeah. <laughs> uh, it got off to a pretty bad start. Uh, after 17 minutes, Colin Warner was sent off, which is for essentially cuddling the ball uh, on the line as he tried to block a shot and stop any follow-up. Uh, red card, penalty scored, down to 10 men, and it was over. Kansas got another in the 34th minute and cruised home, basically killing off the game by passing Montreal to death. Uh, the second half was more or less just one giant ole. And uh, Yuri Rossell finished with 160 completed passes <laughs> out of 166 attempts, which is uh, pretty ridiculous. That's insane. Uh, yes, that result happily leaves Montreal two points adrift at the bottom of the league. And, of course, came on the back of losing the first leg to Edmonton. And guess who's not happy with that? That's right. It's Joey Saputo, who tweeted, 
nos supporters méritent mieux. Il y aura des changements, je vous le garantis. Our fans deserve better. Changes will be coming. Guaranteed. The fun keeps coming, though, because was a article by Nick Sabetti at uh, Goal.com, which included the following sentence, which I'll quote in full. Other sources informed Goal Canada this week that a few starting players are even prepared to let some games drop so as to force the hand of upper management to do away with Clopas. Seriously. This is awesome. Um, yeah, that's uh, a lot of fun. He's the Tim Sherwood of Quebec. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Ventura of Quebec, come on. Um, Montreal, yep. how's it feel to be TFC? <laughs> you like it? It's not easy being cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and on that happy, fun <laughs> note, uh, that is uh, wins and losses for the week. Uh, Tony, back to you. Thanks, Duncan. Moving on to the World Cup squad announcements. Um, before we get into what it means for TFC, the big news, yes, the big news, is that the England squad are recording a remix of the 1990 classic World in Motion, with Jermaine Defoe doing the John Barnes rap. In a vocal minority podcast exclusive, we have a clip of that to play for you now. I've got to sit and wait. Have to just bide my time. I can be quick or plod, but I can't make the full squad. They've forgotten, ignore me. MLS live they do lack. There's only one way to join them. Break roomies back. Pick me if you can. I'm still an England man. And who Roy's looking at is Lambert who's fat. I ain't no washed up star. This must be plain to see. Just getting loads to play for Toronto FC. I'm standby for England. England! I'm staying at home. I'm standby for England. England! I'll sit here waiting for Roy to phone. I'm standby for England. England! I'm staying at home. I'm standby for England. England! I sat here waiting for Roy to phone. All right, wow, that just gets, if that doesn't get you pumped up for the World Cup, though, <laughs> I don't know what does. Well done, Amazing. newer order. Come on. Yes. Coming yeah. soon to a record shop near you. Mm-hmm. On 8-track. <laughs> All right, so we do have uh, a couple World Cup uh, players. Sorry Jermaine Defoe, is he one of them? I'm is sorry. Is that what that was about? That was, no? I, oh. Surely he made this one. The answer is not. <laughs> it would be devastating if he didn't. Uh, he's gutted and heartbroken. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, what I hope is that he's pissed off. Yeah, if, if he can you know, be all angry Channel. and say, fuck you, Roy Hodgson, this is what you're missing out on, and uh, I would take that but for sure. That's kind of what, that's what I'm hoping for. That's what, yeah. honestly, I think he needs to do, regardless of, you know, you're on the, you're on the taxi squad. You're going to hang out with us. You're probably not going anywhere. Fucking light it up. After many years of watching Jermaine Defoe closely, it's there's probably two ways this goes. There's sulky Jermaine Defoe, right. who just can't find his groove and kind of plods around. He's not too happy with his lot in life. Then he gets sold mm. to Portsmouth. <laughs> <laughs> or there's the Jermaine Defoe we saw earlier this season with Spurs, where he was kept out of the uh, league lineup. Yeah. And played solely in Europa League and said, hey, AVB, yeah. F to the U, and scored a bunch of goals before he ended up. He earned himself a, a transfer to Toronto. To Toronto. <laughs> That's much better than Portsmouth. Where dreams are made of. Yes. Well, it is better than Portsmouth. <laughs> it really <laughs> sure. is. Sure. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's what 
God, but that's what we need. Yeah, too. so like, it's, it, it's going to be, we'll probably be evident pretty quick which Jermaine Defoe decides, how Jermaine Defoe decides to react to this knock to his uh, ego. And then leaving us, Bradley and Cesar, which we knew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, biggest loss out of the two, obviously, is Bradley. Yeah. 100%. And, and, I'll, and I'll say that even as a fan of Cesar, I recognize that it's not going to have nearly the impact that Bradley's loss. That's hard. That's really hard. Um, yes. You know, you saw that from last week's game uh, when, you know, he scored that goal. He made that play up himself. End of the game. Kicked into another gear. Basically pulled the team aside or pushed the team inside. Said, well, none of you are doing anything. Right. I'm going to go do it. <laughs> Fuck you guys. I'll do it myself. Yeah. Yes. Taking the ball and I'm going home. Yeah. Going to Brazil. Fuck you all. Well, there's, there's not even an argument. I mean, it's he's so far and away the engine of this club and scary you know yeah that is i mean in the fun when we've mentioned this on earlier episodes of uh, the show is like how quickly he became the be-all and end-all of the squad and he was a player they never planned on on being able to have yeah so what would this team look like yeah well we're about to find out yeah we're about to find out <laughs> so what this would have looked like in interesting who's going to replace michael bradley news yikes Daniel Lovitz. Uh, Daniel Lovitz. Come on <laughs> down. Welcome back, Loan Shark. He stinks. <laughs> hey. <You> Acting. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you know, Osorio, yes, I think will be somewhere in the mix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I would definitely hope to see Osorio move back into the middle, I guess, alongside Becker. And then, you know, Izzy Jackson, Lovitz, Ray, Ray, whoever, yeah. uh, on the wing. Definitely by committee. Whoever shows a bit of uh, prowess will probably uh, grab the job and keep it until Bradley returns. Hopefully Osorio's injury woes are behind him because it'd be nice to see him get a, a streak of three or four matches playing close to 90 minutes in that central role. Yeah, he really does excel there. I, I, I still think it's, I think it's his strongest place. Yeah. And I think, you know, clearly playing next to Bradley has done a lot for his game as well. Yeah, he's, uh, although I guess he's, in a roundabout way, he's still kind of in preseason mode because he's, you know, been stop, start, stop, start since True. since uh, early March. So he hasn't really found his groove. But hey, now's his chance to show that uh, there's no sophomore jinx and that he's a full fledged. You know, he's a real boy. MLS guy. We're a real boy, and he can get the ball to Old Gill. <laughs> All right, so Defoe, you know, obviously we're hoping for pissed off goal scoring Defoe, but really what I want to know is how much are Michael Bradley and Julio Cesar just giving him the gears right now? You know, <laughs> do they sit in the locker room? Do they poke at him, whisper? Do they point at him? I really want to know if they're going to send him a t-shirt from Brazil. Who's going to get the last laugh when uh, the Twitter pics of Brazilian hotels start coming out? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're going to make Sochi look like a Hilton. <laughs> Defoe will be in his uh, heart-shaped love tub with his one of many wags of the week. But seriously, like, is there? You have to expect that there's at least you would think there'd be a something. little bit, yeah. right? I think that's a, considering how quote unquote devastated he is. Would you really poke that little bear? Yeah, I mean, just when you. Jack up the stand by your man on the dressing room. I'd expect more Bradley Wright Phillips stuff. on the weekend. <laughs> I'll whisper to him, eh, me and you are in the same boat, kid. <laughs> See? I've scored eight goals and it didn't pick me either. Huh. My dad had a better chance. <laughs> I hate you, Ian Wright. Bradley Wright Phillips hates Ian Wright? <laughs> <laughs> that, no, that was segued back to me. Ah. And Mrs. Phillips, I have no. 
You have no, <laughs> I have no, no feelings no for opinion either on way. her. I don't know who the lady is. <laughs> I'm sure she's, she's lovely. lovely. I'm sure she is. Although she married Ian Wright. So. Good boy. She may be lovely. She has terrible taste. Anything else about World Cup other than the fact that we're about to lose? The good thing about World Cup, for, even though I think Bradley's leaving really soon, um, and that's uh, Klinsman's you know, decision to pull the U.S. camp together really early, is it's, it's not that many games. Probably not. I don't think they're going to be getting that fast. It's probably just the three or four games before the tournament, then you know, maybe one after MLS takes its break. Probably not much more than that. Right. So. so it's... I think Ryan Nelson might be okay with this break because with the string of matches coming up, if he had his full squad and didn't get the results, yeah. there'd be a lot of people breathing down his neck. Mm-hmm. He has a built-in excuse. How far that excuse takes him, time will tell. But, you know, with a tough stretch of fixtures, uh, having being able to say, oh, well, it's Bradley and Cesar and... Possibly the foe, but probably not. Or we're here. Oh, it would be much different. So, yeah, you know, like we said before, there's lots of time after the World Cup to make up yeah. and lost space, but uh, yeah, it could be worse. All right, World Cup wraps. Mm-hmm. Go Iran. <laughs> is, is that is that is that your dark horse team? No, no, no. I don't are we are we choosing are we choosing oh are we, are we gonna discuss that yet no we'll wait till we'll 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 a very special world cup episode brought to you by castor castor nice <laughs> no castor oil sorry sorry castor oil brought to you by castor oil <laughs> right put it in your mouth castor oil hey everybody it's fishy blanks time Coca Coca Blankety-blank-blankety-blank-blankety-blank-blankety-blank-blankety-blank-blankety-blank-blankety-blank-blankety-blank-blankety-blank-blankety-blank-blankety-blank-blankety-blank-blankety-blank-blankety-blank-bl
Uh, all right. Well, you two apparently have the same thing. So I had a couple of different ones. One, which is really quite serious and which I think is actually quite real. They will lose it by not trying. After all these years of the, <laughs> the Caps raging against you know, the, the surrender monkeys not playing a full team or you know, the CSA conspiracies, whatever it might be. Yet this time your manager just decided he didn't give a shit. So, uh, yeah. That's how they'll lose it. Uh, my second one is kind of similar, but anyway, uh, it's going to be 90th minute into injury time. Vancouver are winning 3-1 and thus ahead on away goals. <laughs> uh, the ball's just been passed around the back and uh, it comes to Matthias Laba. Laba suddenly turns, runs past his own central defenders, knocks it into the net. <laughs> he peels off his shirt to reveal a TFC kid underneath, runs along, high-fives the entire team and takes a seat on the bench. Oh my God, Lava and Robinson. <laughs> At that exact moment, Tim Vespertenko tweets, Boom, there's your future consideration, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> and scene. Excellent. We, watched, we watched too much wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> so basically the same as which is just, uh, yeah, Carl Robinson suddenly rips off his sweater to reveal a TFC kit, has Ryan Nelson sub him on in the 70th minute, and in the ensuing confusion, Gilberto scores two goals. And Sean oh, well, now he's just ridiculous. That's, that's <laughs> stupid. I don't like that one. <laughs> it, was, it was plausible. <laughs> and then, yeah. Both of you, fight me. Yeah. Uh, this week's Fishy Blank. Uh, bombastic Montreal Impact owner Joey Saputo has declared that changes are coming. Those changes are blank. Send us your best replies, your funniest replies, your most ridiculous replies to us on the Twitters at Vocal Minority Pod, no A in the vocal, or leave a comment at our website, vocalminoritypodcast.blogspot.com, or in the comments of the Waking the Red Threads, where we normally post every week's show. Look forward to hearing from you folks. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Brooklyn, Bronx, Queens, and Staten, from the Battery to the top of Manhattan, Asian, Middle Eastern, Latin, Blacks, Whites, Chuds, you make it happen. So this weekend we have what is, uh, well, they're all important matches for TFC, but this is an important one because we're coming off of, well, disappointing win last week, several losses in the league, and, uh, you know, a need to sort of put some sort of positive spin on this part of the season heading into the World Cup. So New York's coming to town, and we so love to play them. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we get into the ins and outs of the game, here's Duncan with a little scouting report for us. Duncan? Thank you, Tony. Yeah, New York, after a slow start to the season, they've uh, actually found some form right now. They've won three of the last five games. Well, they did lose 5-4 last week to Chicago, as previously discussed. Uh, they're currently in eighth place uh, overall. Uh, with 14 points from 11 games. So yeah. we already have four games in hand on yeah. New York. It's a bit ridiculous. Quite bafflingly, that new form has come behind a, a crazy streak from Bradley Wright Phillips, who has eight goals in his last four games. It's bizarre. And still isn't getting picked for England. I mean, what more does he have to do? Um, but he'll be up front again with uh, old Thierry Henry, uh, hey. of course. The Frenchian, right? Yes. Boo, indeed. Uh, in midfield, they've had a very steady lineup so far. Dax McCarthy, Eric Alexander, and Lloyd Sammer, all regulars. They will be missing Tim Cahill, who's off to the uh, World Cup, which is good news. Um, probably Peggy Luyendula, uh playing instead of him. Though there is the possibility of Bobby Convey, which would be very exciting. He did want to play for a winner. Yes, it's true. <laughs> in defense, it's Jamison Olave and Armando. 
in the middle. Uh, the absence of Roy Miller at left back, he's off to the World Cup with Costa Rica, so that's going to force a change there. Who knows what that change might be? The only game he missed this year actually saw Bobby Conby at left back, so another chance to, to see him perhaps. He did want to play for a winner. <laughs> he did. Um, we, we also may see the return of Richard Eckersley, uh, who's been out injured um, after he played the full first four games. Uh, then I think he maybe got injured in the fourth game. But anyway, he's recently made it back to the subs bench. So uh, um, we may see him again. It wasn't during the celebration, no. That's disappointing. Yeah, it is a little bit. Uh, I, I really do hope he plays. I would love to see some classic... I'm going to run after the ball, and oh, my man's got the ball over there, and he scored. Or I'm going to run back to the line, but my man's over there and taking an open shot because I've abandoned him. Oh, I see would, that you there, too. I would love to score that way. It would be a lot of fun. Oh, kill oh, him! <laughs> Take advantage of Rick and Rick and Lee. <laughs> Uh, you'd hope so. Uh, most of their attack will be, it kind of comes from outright, really. It's often from Henry doing his whole thing of drifting all over. Um, so whoever's replacing Bradley will have to be watching out for him, helping out the defense a lot. The history of this fixture suggests a tie and probably a late Red Bulls goal. That seems to be <laughs> yeah. how these things happen. The overall record at BMO is three wins, three defeats, and four losses. Uh, though the last five games, that is three ties and two New York wins. And altogether, New York has a 10-game unbeaten streak against TFC going back to 2009. So um, best not to expect good things here. Well, he did want to play for a winner. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if only they could play against TFC every week. Guaranteed. Uh, anyway, there is uh, your scouting report on the New York Red Bulls. Thanks, Duncan. So, TFC need a result in this game. Uh, well, sorry. Yes. They need some sort of positive result in this game. Does does a draw, is that enough? Do they have to win? Depends what they do against Vancouver, in my opinion. Personally. Okay. If it's coming off a win in the cup, the season advanced, and then they get a tired draw, I'm okay with it. Um, I would say they definitely need a result. I mean... What is it now? There was two home games on the trot in the league that we've lost. There was fans booing at the end. Like attendance seems to be going down. Um, this isn't the bloody big deal that Tim Lewicki was signing up for. We're very much looking like 2013 TFC, and you know, I don't think Ryan Nelson has got a lot of time with that kind of form. So, and you know, results are going to matter. I think uh, the, the seat is hotting up. So, I, I think. Well, I, I think that there's a result there for them to take as well with. New York having to make some sudden changes to, to some, a couple of key players. Uh, and Tim mm -hmm. Cahill is notoriously deadly against Toronto. Mm -hmm. um, I'm very, very, very happy to see that he will not be making the journey. So, yeah, I, I think that there is an opportunity for them to get a result. There always is. It's MLS. It's, it's supposedly a better TFC. This one, really, they'll be able to trot out, oh, it's a big transition. We just lost those guys. Losing Bradley, we've really got to find our way to play without him. So this you know, this one could get ugly. It has a potential for. Ugliness. Of course, it has yeah. a potential. Well, TFC always has a potential, but this absolutely does. And the travel and coming back, going from turf to grass, and mm. blah blah blah. Like the, the, the Especially excuses. our grass, which is better for the opposition. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's terrible for us. It's oh, well, for it's them. gonna rain all week, so the grass will be, be mm. all soggy. And no doubt, our, our all our players are gonna have the flu as Scottish well. Scottish accents. Oh. Being thrown around willily nilly. Yes. Bitchy will attack some hapless Timbit at the half. Oh, you know, mm -hmm. I would actually pay to see that. I mean, no, I love the children. <laughs> 
All right. Well, you you mentioned something that we uh, we wanted to, to talk about. I did. Hooray <laughs> for relevance! <laughs> hey. It happens at least once a show. Uh, talk about Ryan Nelson and uh, Nelly to his friends. Mm. Indeed. So is the clock winding down for Nelson? Uh, you've got forty five seconds. Make your case. Um, yes, I think it is a little. I think uh, last year I was. Uh, very willing to give him a pass because he had a crap team and he made them play reasonably well defensively. So that's not bad. But then can you actually take this uh, bloody big deal and make it into something good? And so far we are not seeing anything like that. We're basically just seeing exactly what we saw last year, but with a couple of good players who can pull something out of the rails every now and then. Um, I don't really think that's enough. Uh, I don't think Tim Lewicki is probably thinking that's enough. So... Um, yeah, I think we, we need an improvement soon for, for Nelly's sake. I think every last point right now is the doomsday clock going closer to his demise. And that could be, I've always said July, I still think July, but it will really come down to these next uh, few fixtures. Potential cup loss tonight, if they go out, followed by the banana skin we've been talking about with Red Bulls at home. Away to Kansas, you know, write your own conclusion. Another tricky fixture with Columbus coming here after. This is all during World Cup. San Jose thrown in there too. You know, mm-hmm. not an easy one. And then restarting after the World Cup, if things aren't already bad by that point, a way to New York to start. That might just be too much to handle. If, if he doesn't manage to find a way to get this team clicking without Bradley in the next month, I, I, I think it would be too much to handle for the PR machine that is MLSE. All right, I am going the uh, other way. With this, I still say he has the entire year. Uh, unless the wheels come completely off, yes, they're wobbly at the moment. Uh, but I don't think they're done remaking the team. I think he gets the summer transfer window, and uh, therefore the entire season, unless things go really, really super like Aaron Winter ugly, Paul Mariner ugly. I think he has the whole year, and and I say this with a lot of criticism of things that he's not doing. I have issues with how he's managing the game late. I don't like the way he subs his players or waits way too freaking long to sub his players. And I'm not sure that, yeah, that he's putting out the right lineup every single time, but I still think that they have given him this whole year, and I will be surprised to see him go before the end of the season. Aren't you optimistic? First, you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) The only thing I'd I'd add is I don't think it will necessarily be a footballing decision that gets him in camp. Mm. Uh, it's it. I mean, okay, results being a football decision, but it will be a lot of pressure from high. We spent a hundred million dollars. Um, Fans have already tuned you out. Yes, that's not good. Yeah, yeah, they want to be able to demand their raise at the end of the season. So yeah, if if the fans are upset and pissed off, we don't make the playoffs and they have to hold the prices again. That that's not good news. Yeah, but both Tim's, especially uh, little Tim, have said numerous times that they are playing the long game on this. Yes, they have expectations of playoffs this year, and they've said they're going to make the playoffs this year. We've all said they can limp into the playoffs, and that will be fairly considered a success, but it's easy to limp into the playoffs in MLS. And uh, all they have to do is, as we said earlier in the show, put together a decent run after the World Cup and get themselves in there. I still say, like I said, I don't think that there will be as much pressure as you think. I think he gets the whole year. Join us in August when Kristen is proved wrong. Hey. Or when they both buy me beers because I'm right. Enough of all that. Uh, as we move 
towards some of uh, the conclusions of the show. Uh, time to validate our abilities in predicting stuff. Uh, here is Tony with this week's update on the VNP Prediction Media, the Compromise Week. Tony? I have no idea what's going on because we didn't make predictions <laughs> last week. But we did have a game last week, really. The, the, the did we even game predict the Vancouver game? No. no. Yes. <laughs> so prediction update Come on. <laughs> update in the Prediction League. Cup version. <laughs> Nobody picked anything, so everyone's even. So let's take a guess on the score for tonight. I'm going with 1-0 in, in regulation time for Vancouver. And I have no idea what's going to happen afterwards. <laughs> no prediction for the New York game? For the New York game... I'm going to say 1-1. One, one. All right. A draw! I will go 2 on New York. No prediction for the... Vancouver? <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah, sure. 1-1. Uh, one, one. TFC triumphant. All right. Mm. I am going to say 2-2 two, two for the New York game. Woof. I know. Bonanza! Bonanza. <laughs> I, I think... Gilberto, two goals. Gilberto, two on goals. <laughs> The old Gil's going to score everywhere. <laughs> old Gil's getting his maybe, own show. Maybe that's the key. He just needs to score an own goal first to build some confidence. Oh, that's and what it feels like. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. That's and why then, he was uh, hanging back in defence. Like, I'm just going to hang back here. No, old Gil's going to go back here. And uh, just because uh, sense now. I'm, uh, I'm feeling improbably optimistic. I don't know why I'm saying this. I think that uh, Vancouver's going to implode a little bit tonight. It's going to be 2-1 TFC. Nice. I'll take that. All right, folks. Well, that was uh, our first episode of VNP Unplugged. There may be more, so you'll have to turn in to see what new songs we sing next week and the week after and possibly the week after that. Suck it, Kirk Cobain's <laughs> ghost. <laughs> and as always, at this time of the show, we like to look ahead and, and see what the panelists are working on. Uh, to be found on the Twitters, as always, at Duncan D. Fletcher. Mr. Duncan, what are you working on? Um, I've got an exclusive that is going to shock the world. I've been intercepting some phone calls, and it turns out Jermaine Defoe has hired a hitman to go and intercept uh, the England team when they get to Portugal. And when I say hitman, I mean a Portuguese grandmother who's going to go after Wayne Rooney again and again and again and again until his groin just snaps. And bingo, Defoe gets his call up. Um, th this is going to blow the, the whole thing apart, really. It's it's going to be huge. Wow, Wayne, scandal. Wayne yeah. loves, Wayne loves yeah. him a Mima. <laughs> he does. He loves the ladies. Uh, and to be found on Twitterverse at the Yorkies1812, Mr. Tony, what are you working on? Well, as is evident from the last hour, I will be preparing for my rap battle with John Barnes. <laughs> Followed by a breakdance fight with Neville Southall. Ooh. Ooh. Well then, excellent. As for myself, I can generally be found on the interwebs at Kinsey Knowles. Uh, this week, I'm looking into spending some time with the physio and medical team up at the Kia Training Center to help ward off any future bouts of illness, as they've done so well for our Reds. I expect a regimen of consoling visits from the injured members of TFC and look forward to kicking some ass in the next team's settler of Catan tourney. They still do that, right? Sure. If not... I'll challenge uh, Bright DK and Jeremy Hall to a game of Crazy Eights and hope for the best. Uh, but that is our show, Toronto. Uh, we promise to get a vocal coach for the next show, but until then, get used to it. Nothing really matters. Anyone can see. Nothing really matters. Nothing really matters. 
to me. Anyway, the wind blows. Oh, goodness! Ferry <laughs> to New Jersey, because this land's the place I love. And here I'll stay. How does that go? Songs, no need to add. Taken care of. Uh, I think if we, we're going to go acoustic, we go full out. Yeah, it has the potential to be, oh, well, this is kind of crap. It'll be cringeworthy. Yeah. Really, yeah. really embrace it, and yeah, it'll, so. uh, it'll work. Well, let's not make any promises. <laughs> <laughs> it'll happen. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It'll happen. <laughs> let's hear it for yoga or granola. Yes. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> All right. Fantastic. That is the best lead in for the next part of our show. Alicia Keys is really uh, losing <laughs> she, her I know. Well, yeah. we didn't, uh, She has let herself go. We didn't have all the things she asked for in her rider, so she mm. literally just phoned that in for She's us. She's been on the wrong end of a Solange punch. <laughs> <laughs> While Beyonce watched. Good old cousin Beyonce. My girl doesn't get involved. Topical. <laughs> Solange. <laughs> Ma, 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 how do you like it? How do you like it? Ma, 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 how do you like it? How do you like it? <laughs> Done. <laughs> uh, does it need to be a bit more high pitched? That's all in my head. That sounds uh, a bit more high pitched. Uh, ma, 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 how do you like it? How do you like it? That's good too. <laughs> If you can pull it off. <laughs> it's Bitchy Blanks time. We should start that again. Uh, it's a few weeks. I had to add a few extras. <laughs> it was building up, was it? <laughs> All right. So, um... Unload the chamber. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch has just been so desperately quiet. Why can't I call? Why can't I call? <laughs> All right. So, well, exactly. Tune in. We'll find out what happens with Ryan Nelson maybe next week. Um, they're both clearly wrong. I'm clearly right. And Next uh, week. Next week. <laughs> no one's predicting that. No. All right, August, somewhere around my birthday, because that will be my birthday present to myself. Unemployed okay. Ryan Nelson will jump out of your cake. <laughs> we'll make it happen. He'll need the you money. You heard it here first. Yeah, yeah, he'll need the money. That's right. All right. Fran O'Leary will wheel it in. <laughs> Excellent. In a speedo. Stop. I'm already unwell. Why are you making it worse? <laughs> All right, extra time. Not it. All right. Nice. Oh wait. Oh. Hey. Mm-hmm. Are you? Hey. <laughs> what? Oh. Thank you. Where are we starting? Nothing That's really matters. There's nothing around that. Anyone can see. It's nothing really matters to me. Anyway, the wind blows. Agudas. Agudas. <laughs> <laughs>